Hello and welcome to the um, first Animation Lunch Club broadcasting live from our studio in Blue Zoo in central London. This is the first of our kind of animation lunch clubs and what we want to do is provide an dis animated discussion about animation while you have your lunch and we can just talk about what we do and hopefully get you to kind of participate. Um, so today, if I, uh, we've got these guys. So we've got Matty, uh, who is an animation director yep. on our new series of uh, Digby Dragon that we're currently animating at the moment, which will be on Nick Jr. later this year in the UK. Yep. And we've got uh, Simone uh, Giampaolo, uh, who's uh, animation director in our commercials team. And Beda uh, Babrudin, who's uh, a lead animator on uh, on um, Digby Dragon TV series, and uh, Simon Taylor, who's uh, is your animation director I'm on a d director slash animation director director slash yeah. anima animation director on a yet to be announced uh, preschool series <laughs> where uh, it's just starting off production of in the studio, so. In, the, uh, in this kind of uh, format, what we really wanted to do was uh, open it up to lots of discussion. Uh, and so if you've got any questions that you see us talking about while we're talking, then please kind of type them into the box uh, down at the bottom of the screen. And, uh, or uh, send us questions, or if you've got anything to add to what we're saying, it'd be cool for you to, uh, to add what you think and we'll try and get it involved in the in the conversation. Um, so, uh, first off, um, hang on, I'll update this. So yeah, questions and comments, post them down below. Uh, so first off, the first kind of topic we wanted to talk about was kind of what we do a lot here is TV animation, which is kind of more of the uh, cartoony animation. We do a lot of kind of commercials and, uh, and long form TV series where it's the style of it is is very uh, cartoony with a bit of humor and doing kind of like the more traditional uh, cell animation style of animation but in uh, but for CG animation uh, and that also has quite a few differences between uh, the other uh, things out there like uh, doing features animation or VFX animation so who wants to be the first person to kick off a bit of the differences between what you do compared to VFX or features animation? Uh, I would start by saying I think one of the big things that we have, especially working at Blue Zoo in TV, the deadlines are very, very tight. We have to produce a vast quantity of animation quite quickly. Um, animation quotas can be anywhere from kind of five seconds of finished animation a day up to kind of like maybe sometimes 30 seconds of finished mm -hmm. animation. Um, so we give a lot of responsibility to animators from all levels, even juniors, all the way through to seniors. They get a lot of creative control over their shots. So one of the benefits of a working TV is you're not just told what to do every single day. You get to have a lot of fun making decisions, trying to think of really creative ways of tackling shots. Yeah, and it's always about sort of keeping, keeping the ideas really simple but effective. Yeah. Because you've got less of that time, so... You know, if you can sell a shot with one really cool pose and sort of work within it, then that, yeah, we're always trying to go for 
that kind of thing. There's also yeah. there's also very little time to be able to film video reference and use that sort of as your guide. So you kind of have to build a library of acting choices right. that you can quickly take from and then you know make it a bit more unique maybe per shot. Um, and the, I think the better you are at being able to just quickly get something out there without relying on any reference would push you further in TV animation um, than you probably would have done otherwise. Like so it's, it's, so yeah. it's quite a lot about kind of learning what the best shortcuts are to get the best yeah. animation in the shortest yeah. Cheat as much as possible. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Creative, good quality shortcuts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Creative cheating. <laughs> like, like creating the illusion that your animation is slightly more complex than it actually is. Yeah. Like working within one pose. And yeah, if you can tell yeah. a story with one pose rather than ten yeah, it's a much better idea. Yeah. And I guess with what doing more long form TV compared to VFX, you know, you, you hope you know that the shot's not going to change too much, a director's right. not going to change the camera angle. So when you're animating, you know that, I guess if you're doing a walk cycle, you might not have to bother doing the legs and stuff like that because you know that's never going to be seen kind of thing. Yeah. So you can be a bit more... Uh, bit more focused in what is going to be on camera without the worry that you better animate everything because at some point you might see that but you know you're probably not. Yeah I think definitely like when, you, when we do our animatics and storyboards we don't tend to veer off those too much like we don't suddenly go oh let's do this from a different camera angle let's just do this whole scene from a different camera angle we get it nailed at animatic quite tight so that yeah. we don't waste animators times and which is something which doesn't always happen in no. commercials. <laughs> that's uh... yeah, that's true. In, in commercials, it's a bit of a you have many more revisions of one shot. Where if you work on long form TV series, you'll have the amount of revisions to do for one shot pretty much locked into a very strict kind of uh, schedule. But yeah. in commercials, there's a lot more iterations. So. I, sometimes I get asked, for example, how many seconds we need to produce in the commercial department. And you, you said before around six, seven? I think other moment is about six, seven seconds. Six, yeah. seven seconds. The answer is in the commercial depart department, there is no answer really, yeah. because <laughs> it depends on the budget of the, of the commercial, it depends on uh, the revision, how quick the client is to give feedback. Uh, it depends on how complex the characters are, which is sometimes we have simpler character uh, in, compared to Digby Dragon or Trifu Tom. So it might be three, four seconds, it might be 30 seconds a day, depending on what the shots are. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and also is a um, cool thing about this, uh, as, as people have creative freedom and they put their own input into the shot, uh, that comes to commercials as well. Sometimes the artist itself could give suggestions about the story, even the, the shots, the cinematography, and that's something quite exciting to have a client being happy with an idea you had and they didn't think of, and that will be then going, that will go on television. Yeah, that's so you do have it's a lot more kind of creative control or, or more, uh, more feed Kind of mm. more input into the yeah. creative process. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you say in terms of uh, opportunities, how is it compared to if, when you're working in TV animation, would you say in terms of, because I guess there's, if you're a graduate, you'd be able to do character animation. Uh, yeah, I think, I think, I think um, definitely in TV, there's more opportunity for juniors who are fresh out of university, you know, as long as their work looks good and it's, it, it can 
they can be mentored you know yeah. th there's something there that we can work with and they usually can get a job straight away I mean we had a couple of juniors uh, on Digby and they were great um, and you know it, it's, it's one of those rare uh, industries where it's not about how, how many years you've been doing something as opposed to how talented you are so it's like if you're good you're good there's nothing that can yeah you know uh, change which that. means you probably you know, uh, um, kind of go f get promoted into yeah. being a, a lead or a, a even director yeah kind of much quicker I think um, but I want to be unbiased <laughs> saying a lot of good things about T-Generation but I would say the, uh, the on the on the flip side working in VFX what the some of the advantages to that compared to TV animation? I guess working on shots for a much longer period of time, the amount yeah. of polish you can get out of a shot. Yeah. Um, so it's much more detail. Yeah, exactly. Um, more time to research and plan and try all different ideas, I think, and, uh, yeah. before you even get started, I guess. Well, so yeah, if you, if you do happen to have an idea which isn't panning out, you have the luxury to be able to scrap that, hopefully start again. Mm. Yeah. The deadlines are still, I'm pretty sure, tight towards the end yeah. of the year. But yeah. Also, the, the quite amazing recognition of working as a graduate, working straight away in a, I don't know, Oscar-winning VFX piece. Like, I had some classmates working, coming out from uni and working on Gravity straight away. Yeah. It's like, that's amazing. That yeah. it's, it's a technical job, usually, but that gives you the chance to work on blockbusters, which are some of the best VFX pieces of the year. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's quite exciting, I think. Cool. Uh, and I guess in uh, you get much smaller studios in uh, TV animation, when generally for VFX, the studios are five or ten times as big as the <laughs> TV studios. How would you say that's different to how those kind of two work environments differ? I think for me, I mean personally, like from my experience, <coughs> Um, I've worked in small studios and uh, VFX studios as well, and I found that in a smaller studio, you, you tend to be able to sh put your mark a bit more, and people can recognize what you do, and okay. you can. Um, it's not just in terms of being promoted or anything. It's it's more about that you're you're more. There's a face to 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 the person, and and um, you could easily then be able to go and branch out and do other things. Whereas in a big studio, that might be a bit tricky at first. Obviously, like people can get promoted there as well, but you do tend to maybe get lost a little bit in, in the mix. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on the person what they want. Um, I, I find an environment like this a bit more um, nurturing for creativity. It helps people to kind of collaborate more and, and there's right. kind of very little politics to, to go around and it's like you, you know we're all working together so we all kind of do better if we're all doing well so it's, right. like, it's that kind of approach I think also um, especially from a from a junior perspective when you're if you start out in a TV studio situation uh, you're doing so much more animation so much quicker that you at least is how I found it, you learn a lot faster yeah. as well because you're, you're having like one, one minute you'll be doing a dialogue scene, next minute it'll be an action scene, next minute you'll have a ton of constraints in it and so you're... I think the benefit as well of having the, the head honcho director telling you why you're doing what you're doing and why the changes are being requested, whilst if you work in a VFX studio there's an awful lot of change of command sometimes in, so you have your lead and your lead tells you what's been passed down from his supervisor which has been passed down from 
the director of that department, which has come yeah. from the series director or the movie director. Mm-hmm. Whilst with us guys, if you want to know why decisions have been made, you go, uh, <laughs> director <laughs> man, why, 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 why is this happening? Yeah. Um, it sounds, could sound a bit obvious, but that's, I think, a crucial difference between uh, big and small studios is also this sense of community, which we create in a smaller studio, I think, right. mm. which bring us to get closer to colleagues as well, uh, come up with ideas with colleagues. And that brings us, and it happened with some of our uh, colleagues here at Blue Zoo, uh, brings us to put together shorts or TV series ideas together. And that's something maybe unusual in a bigger studio where it's, where it's more corporate and you don't get to know your team that well. Yeah. Where else here you can uh, have this sense of family in your team and also use this contact, this, this good uh, relationship between colleagues to build a, a new idea, to, build, to bring a new uh, series forward. For example, like it happened before, like last year at Cartoon Forum. So yeah. This is something which could have been much more difficult to do in a, in a bigger studio where you don't know mm. the other so well or you know everyone has got his own department far away yeah. from each other. Here there is a, like for example, the, the Christmas short we made, uh, that, that was possible just because we are so united and so everyone knows pretty much everyone in the different departments and we could help each other. Otherwise was, yeah. And I guess people weren't, to uh, cautious about asking if they could help. Exactly. Everyone kind of jumped in because they knew each other. Exactly, they could say, exactly. Oh, can I do some animation that looks fun rather than being a bit scared to. And that, um, yeah, and that seemed, you know, uh, quite obvious and simple, but it makes all the difference sometimes to have this, to n- know you have some very experienced artists you can trust if, if you need, you know, a, a hand. Or yeah. Well, it's also the thing of not being scared to voice an opinion. Whilst, because yeah. you know your lead and the directors and everyone is quite friendly, if you have an idea, you're you're more happy to put yourself out there without the idea of being shut down. You know, yeah. there's not that fear of oh yeah. I, I can't say this. It's like oh you're a do ju- that. you're a junior, you can't say that. Oh the director said that. That's it. It's like there's a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of you know give and take and discussion. Yeah, I'll always say like to anyone who's like working with this, if you have an idea, just just say it. Like if, yeah. if there's a reason why we can't do it, we'll say that. But if you if you have something you, you think could work for whatever reason, come up forward and you know. Yeah, cool. yeah I think ideas are always welcome. Yeah. From any anyone, yeah, like from exactly. uh, managers to juniors to yeah. cleaners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it is. we always try and get everyone involved. We just want to talk about next uh, being an animator in terms of uh, stuff you do every day. Um, what do you see for people coming into industry? They might not know too much about the different levels or what graduates do compared to a, a lead or an animation director. Matt, what would you say the, the kind of differences between a junior and uh, the next steps? As a junior at Blue Zoo specifically, you'll be given shots. Um, we will probably give you maybe slightly easier shots to tackle rather than like heavy, complex scenes. Um, but you're still given creative control to a certain point and allowed to have, you know, your own ideas. Um, with juniors, you can be incredibly talented, um, but you still need to kind of learn the reasons like why the acting decisions are being made, like why things are happening um, to, t- to help the story. Um, and then when it comes to like 
be a lead. It's when you're much more involved in the story and how the story has to come together. So you're involved much more heavily with the director and you will then help the rest of the team get to where the show has to turn up at. So you'll be mentoring the rest of the team, passing on advice, helping out with feedback. And then as a director, it's much more about, rather than you know the specifics of animating each shot, it's about stories, how all those shots from all the different animators all come together to make you know one really nice, solid episode. Yeah. Also working with the storyboard artists and getting the animatic ready yeah, as, exactly. a, as a director. How it breaks down. Yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah. All the way from script. script. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to quickly go to a question we've got from uh, Mohamed El Biboy. <laughs> Sorry, I've got your name wrong. Um, you wanted to know uh, how do you handle references? Uh, I mean, how close do you try and get to video reference and do you always shoot video reference? Mm. Who wants to tackle that? I um, Well, for example, in the, the last series that I just finished working on Tree Fu Tom, I used to do reference for pretty much every every shot, even if I didn't follow the reference eventually, it, I found it really helps to just stand up and act it out. And even if I've got a character who's flying around and I'm just standing there, I'm, there'll probably be some kind of nuance or some little gesture that I might be able to draw on. Uh, so generally whenever I've got like a humanoid character, yeah, I would always get up and, and do reference and try, and try and each take try and do something totally different, even if it's totally mad and probably won't work there might be some something yeah better. and do you, sure. do you find you stick to it pretty closely or is it more of just the influence um what what, what I, do you I try would, and take away from I, your I, I tend to stick to the idea quite closely but i also uh, sort of stylize the reference yeah. a bit more in terms of like i'll, I'll push the poses much further if i you know if, if, I, if I point like that in my reference i'm going to make it more like that in in the animation and then I also push the timing. So, so, so one of the things I sometimes do is I bring the reference into Maya and uh, I retime the video in Maya so I can hold bits for actually right. longer or, or get from one post to another slightly faster. And I found that if I'm, if I'm sort of knocking out acting scenes quite quickly, I find that quite nice that I've got my slightly stylized video reference playing back in Maya as I do it. Yeah, okay. Uh, <coughs> uh, I, I, I personally, uh, find that, for me at least, uh, I, I, I work faster without reference. But I do reference in a different way. So like, one of the characters that we had to make um, for Trifu Tom, uh, the new master, Muru. So he was like really, based on the description, he was very mystical, very, you know, um, fast and zippy. There was a lot of different things to him, so I had to kind of figure out, okay, how, how am I going to make this work? So I started looking at different things that were made up of his personality, so he had like a very kind of Spanish, uh, you know, bullfighter type of uh, voice. Mm. But then he was also very mystical, so I kind of looked at Bruce Lee and bullfighters and right. kind of combined the two um, and come up with a hybrid that sort of now is that character. Um, but then when I came to animating it, um, I sort of then just relied on my knowledge from everything I've seen. Uh, so I guess there's like different ways you can approach using reference. Uh, depends on what you find, I guess. Uh. I think for TV, the most important thing is the shot has to be entertaining. Yeah. And you, if you are a good physical body actor and you can act that well enough and get that idea across, uh, reference footage is amazing. If you're timid, really confined in front of the camera, yeah. reference footage is a terrible, <laughs> terrible idea. And it's generally really, really obvious when you watch, especially students, reels when you look at a shot and go 
they've copied that from reference. Yeah. And it's so obvious because it's so kind of confined mm. in every kind of like possible way that a human who's not a very mm. experienced actor would be. Yeah. Um, so I guess if you do work from a reference, kind of like just just take that to the max and don't mimic it exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. just stylize it as much as you yeah. can. Yeah, exaggerate it, stylize it. Cool. Okay. Uh, we've got uh, Gildan uh, asking, uh, what do you think about the UK animation industry's future? Why are all ana feature animation studios in Canada? I think it's gradually going to happen. I mean, I guess because of the tax breaks and everything that's been happening recently, there's, I, I felt it. You know, I've been working for 10 years and I think before that it was pretty hard finding job uh, jobs as an animator sort yeah. of consistently and I had to jump around you know the UK and abroad just to just to keep working but then ever since that came in it's been just steady and it's sort of even been there's just too much work coming in so I guess within time there probably will be something yeah. like that there I is a trend for VFX companies now to open their own uh, feature animation department yeah. which has been happening to different studios here in London so so, so yeah, not only before there was a lot of um, feature animation in stop motion here in the in the UK. Yeah. Now it's getting more and more to the CG side as well. Of course, Canada offers a lot, but you, the UK and and the London area is getting better and better at that. Yeah. Well, actually, I do want to mention one thing. <clears throat> I'm very pro TV animation. I think there's this sort of not stigma, but there's a sort of like view that it's it's sort of probably like the the lower end of what's being being done in animation, and like mm -hmm. kind of the goal is to go into features. Um, they're very different in the way that they work. You know, features are great um, if that's where you want to go. But for instance, I get really bored with if if I spend more than two days on a shot. Like I have to get it done, and you know I enjoy blocking and getting it sort of at a level that's. I wouldn't say acceptable, but it's like better than sort of what's out there for TV, but good enough like for, for our standards. And then just saying, okay, done, move on. Um, there's obviously things I can fix in it, but there's no time, and I'd rather now go on to the next shot. Whereas in features, you probably spend a whole week on a shot, I guess, or more even. Yeah. Um, I, would, I wouldn't be able to do that. I'd get really bored. So I guess it's... There, and the skill sets are very different as well. You know, like what, what you need to have in TV versus what you need to do in future. So... Um, even if you know features were to at some point be a standard thing in the UK, um, I still believe that TV animation has its place, and that you know animators who work in TV, you know if you met them, if you saw the work that they do, they they do really good stuff, and you know. Cool. Yeah. Um, we only got a chance, time for one or two more uh, questions. I think before we run out of time today. Uh, Tom Errington and a few other people have asked, uh, what's the most important thing? to look for in a junior animator or uh, we've, as we're doing our internship positions had quite a few people emailing asking about what to look for in in, for sh in reels for interns or intern placements um, apart from kind of talent and a positive attitude <laughs> what would you recommend? Um, st what strong ideas yeah. I think to begin with above anything else uh, because it, things like polish and to a certain degree body mechanics they can all be taught and picked up. Well, I think if you don't have that really strong core acting idea at the beginning. Something that's different. Yeah, something that's 
yeah. different, yeah. I mean, Burton are a really good example, which like if you watch uh, the 11 Second Club, mm. and if you go through all the submissions, because of the audio, everyone has listened to the audio, and all the ideas, it all look really, really similar, because they've all thought the same thing. Yeah. Think of something different, completely out of the box. So when we watch something, we look at it and go, I wasn't expecting that. And it mm. sticks in our mind. Yeah. If you, what, you, what we look jumps out and is different from something else, you have a much bigger chance of us remembering you. Yeah. If you have got 100 rails to look for in one day. Yeah. Exactly. You, 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 anything that jumps out yeah, <laughs> will exactly. stick in someone's mind. Mm. I mean, it, it's, it's great if you've done, as a student, body mechanics exercises. You have a quadruped run cycle or a, a um, I don't know, yeah, a humanoid jump. or that's, that's great. That's always a plus. But if you can put some quirkiness and uniqueness into a shot and make it unpredictable, as you say, yeah. that, that's what sticks in our yeah. mind. And that's how we remember. I'd also say for a junior animator, one of the main things after, if your reel looks good, will get you in for an interview. And generally one of the most uh, biggest reasons for that interview is to see what you're like to get on with if you can work in a team well. Because if you, if you can't work in a, a team, you're, oh, there's, yeah. not, you, there's not yeah. much use. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah that, that's probably something we haven't mentioned before, but in TV animation, I think it's very crucial to have yeah. that team skill set. Yeah. To, to be able to, especially in commercial, when we are four or five people on one project, like you have to be able to get the feedback and adapt to it very quickly and deliver something in a, in a short amount of time. And that, that's an attitude that not everyone has and cool. it's necessary for, for this job. I've got, cheers that, I've got, uh, there's one more uh, from Kylie saying, Kaylee, can you say, can you say hi to my cousin Candice? Uh, uh, so, uh, who Candice is our office manager downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> so, hi Candice downstairs. Hey Candice. Hey, hey. <laughs> um, I, I think we're running out of time now. Uh, I just wanted to mention, um, we've got our internships available, so please apply and we'll do another one of these things in a few weeks. Uh, we'll confirm the date and kind of what the topics will be. You want to mix it up, so we'll probably do a bit about uh, some maybe some experience of graduates who are in who are now in the industry and a bit of networking and also how to keep your skills uh, sharpened. Um, but I want to say thanks to Matt, Simone, Beda, and Simon, and also to Hannah who's helping out <laughs> on the camera. <laughs> Uh, so I think that's it. Thanks, thank you so much for watching and also participating. And if you do have any more questions, then put them in the box down below and we'll try and respond to them. But uh, we'll hopefully do another one of these soon. I hope you've enjoyed it. Cheers. Bye. 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 Bye.